Hello, and welcome to Carried Away. I'm your host, Carrie Murray. As the founder of the Bra Network, the Business Relationship Alliance, I have met some of the most inspiring women working as entrepreneurs, freelancers, founders, executives, and creatives, and I want to share their stories with you. So let's get carried away. We all want that passive income stream, right? That flow of money that happens while we're sleeping. Well, joining me today on Carried Away is Monique Calm, real estate investor goddess herself, and she is going to talk about how women can get into the real estate investing game, whether you have $1 or a million. Join me as I get carried away with Monique Calm. Thank you, everyone, for who's coming in. Again, I'm here with Monique Calm, and she is the goddess that is real estate. Her mission is to empower 1 million women to creating their own financial freedom. How are they going to do that, Monique? Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me. So how do you create financial freedom? Well, I define financial freedom as having enough passive income streams as it equals or exceeds your uh, expenses. So you will create financial freedom by creating streams of passive income that will, Love that. yeah, that, will, that can replace your working income. And then Absolutely. you work because you want to, not because you have to. Oh, I love that. I love yeah. that. And I know when I first met you, I met you at the Riveter for a real estate investor goddess. Like you had a quick little mini workshop. Um, and Lydia and I, Lydia Mack and I went and were blown away, not only by your story, but that you, you, you just made it seem so tangible. Like this is, you were so, your delivery was just like, this is what you do. You get a property. Maybe you get some land. Maybe it's a note. I don't know, but you all need to be investing in real estate so you can wake up and be like, oh, I just got paid today. Um, <laughs> it was such a great presentation. Tell us first how you got to where you are today. What, what's kind of sparked this idea of real estate investor goddesses? So I, I was an accidental investor. I didn't ever, I never grew up knowing anything about real estate investing. My parents, uh, I'm a first generation American. My parents always taught me, they were like, you can be anything you want. As long as you're a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer, <laughs> it was like sort of in parentheses. Like that was for them. That was a success. And, um, and so of those choices, I wasn't as into the math and sciences. I went to law, became a lawyer. And the only thing I'd ever been taught about real estate was to buy your own home. And which is not really an investment. Those definitely won't give you passive income. It takes money out of your pocket every month, does not put it back in. Um, but that was all I was told. And you know, we're, we're in LA, which is so expensive. So you know, oh, and this was back in 2005. I was trying to get my first home and even back then a starter home in a semi-decent neighborhood like upwards of six hundred seven hundred thousand dollars and so I I couldn't afford that by myself but a friend of mine who was in who was in a similar boat suggested that we buy a duplex together uh, the original idea would be that we'd each have a you know a property with two equal sides we'd each take one instead of finding that we found this old 1915 craftsman that had a much larger downstairs and then a two bedroom upstairs and a converted garage in the back. And we each took a bedroom in the larger unit and rented out the upstairs, rented out the back house, even rented out our basement. 
and we were house hacking before I knew that was a thing. I was like, this is awesome. We are paying our mortgage. This is great. Uh, not only was I able to afford this house, but it's kind of, it's free. So that was awesome. And then when I met my husband, he had a duplex. And then after 2008, um, we sold one of the duplexes. 2008 was a tough time. <laughs> like we, I like before in the middle of that year, I was pregnant and um, I got called into my boss's office. I thought because he was going to give me a bonus. I've been working so hard. Instead, he fired me. Um, and I was like, ah. yeah, I was shocked. Um, and, to, and it was literally the week after I just, my, my belly had just popped out. Oh. And I, until that point, I was like, oh, I wish I looked pregnant. And I just looked fat. Right. <laughs> right. popped out. I was like, I'm so excited. I look pregnant. And then I got fired. I'm like, shoot, I look so pregnant. Who's going to fire me right now? Nobody. So I just decided I'm going to wait until after I give birth, have a short maternity period, and then I'll look for a job. And so my, my daughter, she just had her birthday, was born August 19th, 2008. Within a month, the economy was in free fall. Yeah. Within a couple months after that, my husband's entertainment industry graphic design business was down 90%. And we, it was it was the couple of properties that we had that managed to keep a roof over our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did have to end up doing a short sale. We did. It was, it was a hard time that we sold another property. But because of that equity in that second property, we were, we were able to start flipping and we started flipping when houses were on sale and, and they became not so on sale. And then I learned about um, bringing groups of investors together to purchase larger properties, which I started to do in 2016. And as I got more into real estate and, you know, real estate ended up not just saving our bacon, but as we were able to create these passive income streams and um, just true wealth and abundance and especially when we started you know going on bigger properties with other investors uh i've thought you know i realized that this is this is how wealth gets created um in this country in the world like for millennia real estate has been the way wealth was created and passed down and um and I, and I, I would go to different conferences and look around. And even with our initial set of investors, it's like everywhere I looked, it was men. Yeah. Um, mostly white men, but men. Yeah. And I even joined this high-end mastermind. It was me and 19 men. I'd go to events. Um, if we we're lucky, 10% of the room would be female. And, um, and wow. I came to this divine download uh, once one morning after a, a conference I'd gone to on real estate and then that conference had been talking about, think about who do you want to work with? Build your brand, build your network. Who do you want to work with? And I was on the elliptical and I was thinking back of this room, like 120 people, maybe eight of us had were women. And, and it just hit like phew, women, goddesses, real estate investor goddesses came as this, as the mission to help 1 million women, 1 million women, boom, that came. Not the how, I had no idea about the how. I still am figuring that how out, but the the what of it came to me. And and then I went, this was 2016. I went home, I started looking like, 
women, real estate. And there was this nothing. nothing. A lot for real estate agents, mm. realtors, nothing for investors. Yeah. Since other women have, have come into the game and have started doing that, which I'm really happy about because even if I get to my 1 million, that's the drop in the bucket of the billions of women out there who need, who need us, but we need to get into this. But there was just, there's so little, there's still so little for, um, for it's women. It's so true. When I was prepping for our talk, I actually Googled, how many women are realtors in Los Angeles? So how big is LA County? What are we like? Four million ish, three million, somewhere, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. yeah might be bigger. Um, so, how many registered women realtors do you think there are in LA County? I don't know how many. Close to five hundred thousand. That's a lot of realtors. That's a lot of women realtors. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of women realtors. Yeah, but there are not a lot of women investors. But they don't mostly. They don't. Buy. Even most of those realtors don't own even their own homes. No, they don't. So that's not passive income, ladies. Um, that is not passive income. Being a realtor is not passive income. You are working for that money. It's a you don't have to be a realtor to be an investor. I'm not a realtor. Um, yeah. A lot of people are like, yeah, I want to invest, so I'm taking, I'm getting my license. I'm like, why? Why? Yeah. Why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> They're like, so I can invest. I'm like. No, we don't need to do yeah. that to invest. Um, so I kind of like, I'm going to remodel my home. I'm going to get my contractor's license. Like, you know, just kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, what do you think yeah. um, is for women the most common misconception about investing? What do you think is blocking them? Yeah, I think there are three main things. Um, well, the three things that they say say and then I think there's what's really at issue but I mean the the first thing is that there's this belief that you need a lot of money to invest in real estate like it's going to especially if you're thinking I'm gonna invest in LA which is mm -hmm. it's not untrue that you're gonna buy in LA it's gonna be it's gonna generally cost you a lot of money um but you don't have personally you don't have to buy in Los Angeles you can I was taught by my mentor live where you want to live invest where the numbers make sense and uh, when he told, because I used to always think I'd have to invest where I could drive to my property, touch it, self-manage it. And then when he, he said that, it's like, oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> other parts of the country. And I was like, you could buy 20 houses for the price of one in LA. It's crazy. Crazy. I'm not exaggerating. 20. So I have uh, a portfolio of single family homes in um, Jackson, Mississippi. Our mm -hmm. average purchase price is less than 40000 Wow. Really? And are these turnkeys? Are these homes that need a little love? They need a little love. No, they end up being about around 40000 after love. Oh, so even, wow. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. So that's, it's, so that's, um, yeah. <laughs> so I go there and, and there, I'm talking three bedroom homes. I'm not even talking like a tiny, you know, so right. that's our average. Yeah. We mostly, we buy three bedrooms, uh, one or two bath homes to rent out. So, uh, yeah. anyway, but the first thing people think that they need a lot of money. So they have this, this block because and they, even if they have money sitting there, they always imagine it's like they need an extra zero or two. Um, and then they can get in the game. Uh, and I know you, you called this, this, uh, episode 
investing from $1 to $1 million. Mm -hmm. And because uh, I, I wrote this book recently, um, it's available on my website, lady, reigoddesses.com. Uh, you can get a, a digital copy for free. But I wrote that because I wanted women to know that you don't necessarily need a lot of, in fact, I, I share quite a few zero money down, zero money strategies that you, you can get in with sweat equity. You can get in. Um, for very certain for as little as a dollar or a hundred dollars it doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily going to cost you you know tens of thousands millions of dollars to get into real estate now if you're trying to buy a you know a four unit in los angeles yes it's going to cost you a couple million yes. dollars but there's a lot of other options other than that um so that's the first thing another thing that a lot of women think you know, the reason why they don't think they can do it is because they imagine that real estate investing is going to take a lot of time and they are busy. You know, my yeah. business is geared towards busy professionals and especially now when we're at home and we're homeschooling as well as trying to work and we're doing all of that right. stuff. And you think, God, this is impossible. Like, how can I also add another side hustle? Like I can't mm -hmm. hustle anymore. Um, and so I want women to know that there are very passive ways of investing in real estate that take very little time. So you can do this and you don't have to, it's not necessarily going to be a whole other side hustle. Uh, okay. So I share some strategies um, for that. And then our other women don't want to do it because they think, Oh, I'm going to have to deal with like tenants, toilets. I'm going to get like, 3 a.m. Somebody's gonna call me at 3 a.m. about a toilet, or I'm gonna have to evict somebody, and I want to do that. And so they don't like the idea of being a landlord, which I get. But you can also invest without having to deal with that. So there are ways to avoid the three T's in investing. So all of these, there are a lot of different ways of playing in the game. I don't think real estate investing is one size fits all. So I share different strategies for how you can do it in a way that fits your time, your budget, and your sensibilities. I love that. Yeah. Um, um, we'll put, we'll make sure to put a link in the show notes here to the downloadable, um, the digital. Thank you so much. And we'll put it in the, um, the Facebook chat too, um, yeah. because I got it and it, it, it's a, it makes so much sense. So when you read it, you're like, Oh, <laughs> because I think we all have this, you know, like Dallas dynasty kind of like eighties, you know, like huge investment means I have this huge sprawling mansion in the hills on a vineyard and we're like, we're investors. We're not that there's anything wrong with that. If that's no, how you right. say, but um, it doesn't have to be like that. Right. Um, I love that. So can I tell you the real reason I think most women aren't investing in real estate though? It's Absolutely. not about all those excuses that they, they have. I think a lot of, it's generally it comes down to fear. Um, I think, well, before fear. So I think most women, they don't even think of it as a possibility for themselves. So it's not even that they're afraid as much as they, it's, it's never crossed their mind. They don't know anybody who does it. It just seems really foreign. Uh, unfortunately, the only, if they think of a real estate investor, they think, they're going to think of Donald Trump and they can't really right. think of anything else. Right. Or their, their landlord. Um, and, and so it's just like, feels just not even, 
something they could imagine doing. And that was me before I got into it. I wasn't even in my radar. It wasn't in my sphere. It wasn't that I didn't think I could. It was that I, it's, you know, it's kind of like, oh, you should, like, going on to the moon or, like, Right. He's in Wisconsin. It was just like so out of my, like, it's just not something like, like people I knew did. Right. It was just like, I don't like, what is, I don't, I don't do that. I didn't think to do it. I didn't even think to do it. It was just not in my paradigm. So I think that's a, that's a big barrier because a lot of us don't have models of that. And, um, and so that's partly what I try to do with real estate investor gods is especially my podcast is to show women all these different other women who are who are young women or grandmothers or um single moms or um who are in doing all different types of real estate investing um all different backgrounds and um and they and they they are doing it and they're doing it successfully um in their way and in their field and i want because i want a woman to go oh she's a single mom like me. If she can do it, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, or yeah, she was, you know, so there are all these, or she, I, I, I thought I was too old, but look, she's a grandma and she started doing this or <laughs> I thought I was too young, but she started when she was 18. Um, so I like, I want them to like, to see it. Do you see it? You can conceive of it um, yeah. for yourself. So I think that's a big barrier, but then when a lot, then the, the next level is when you conceive of it, then there's the fears. Mm. Like, oh, I'm going to lose money or I'm going to be scammed or I'm going to like trust the wrong person. I'm going to fail. All of those things. Or even maybe I'll be so sick or I'll succeed and then people will like me for the wrong reasons or will try, you know, like take advantage. Yeah. So there are all of these fears that show up. And I think that's also a reason that women don't invest because they're afraid of, of all of that. And partly it helps to have a, a community of, around you of women who are doing it. So you can go, okay, I can do that. Like she's doing it. She's doing, oh, I can do this too. Yeah. And you can actually see yourself. I know in the community that you built, built the real estate, you know, goddesses, you can see yourself in the other women in the group. You're like, oh yeah, we're, we're very similar. Yeah. Um, and I think that's huge. And I think what you also have done a, a phenomenal job of is when I went to your conference, it was so welcoming and so engaging and everyone on the stage, well, not everyone, but 99% of the women who were investors speaking to us, they were all women and young, old, black, white, like they, it was such a diverse. Everyone, 100% were women on the stage. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the guy plugging things in. We'll give him I credit. I any men on my, maybe I was like, I only think my husband, he was in the back of the room. <laughs> we had guys in the back of the room. Well, men helping. The guys running the camera, the AV equipment. <laughs> yeah, we had some, yeah. There were some guys <laughs> helping in the back. Um, now, how did, you, how did you cultivate this community of women who were in, who were kind of, you know, like the same mindset that you had? Like one I know worked in notes and one worked in land investment. How did you guys all find each other to build this phenomenal platform? Um, and conference. I've, I've met a lot of them through doing my podcast. So as I just started doing it and I met people and some reached out to me 
um, oh, I see that you do this, and I'm the, this type of real estate investor, or others, and then I'll ask, hey, do you know any other? Oh, I know this incredible woman who does that. And you, should, you know, you, you should connect with her. So that's how either being referred by other people or, you know, just finding them or, you know, them finding me through the podcast, it, it attracted a lot of women. And then just having through that connection and being very deliberate about the culture mm-hmm. that I, that I was creating. And, um, so I don't know if you remember at the, at the, um, at the event, I make a couple promises at the beginning. I said, first is that I promise by the end of the weekend, you'll know more about real estate investing than 90% of other people out there. Um, yes. which I think I deliver on that. You and did. then absolutely. <laughs> and then the other thing is I say at the end of this, you will feel like, I think at that event, uh, at 180 women, it's like, you'll feel like you have 179 sisters. And, mm-hmm. and that also, I think you get that feeling too, by the yep. time we, but that's, it's very deliberate. Like we here are creating sisterhood. We, and, and because it's like, I preframe that that is how we're going to show up very open heartedly. And then I, also, I think we talk about like you're going to be here open-hearted, you're going to be vulnerable, you're going to show up, <laughs> and um, and everyone like agrees, yep, I'll do that, yes, yes, yes. So we, we all show up really open, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then when I have, when women are coming and joining our program, and we, we have calls, like, like okay, this, this community is non-judgmental, non-catty, non-competitive, um, we're this is it's an abundant universe uh, we're like this is this is sisterhood it's loving it's this place where we can be vulnerable where we can cry where we cheer each other on where we, we cheerlead for one another and this is this is what the culture is and our culture is everything so if you're in for that then you're welcome but if that's not how you can roll then you know like thank you but there's the door right, right, and, right. um and so everyone, most women are like, yes, that feels really good. And, but that is, we, I may, I like preframe that mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning. And I think yeah. that then that it sets the whole tone and the atmosphere. Yeah. I know when I left that conference, I was like, I'm buying all the properties. I'm <laughs> buying the lands. I'm buying the notes. I'm buying all the properties. Why haven't I done this sooner? Because it was really refreshing to know I didn't need to have you know, a bank account that was just bubbling over with cash flow. Yeah. Um, that you talked about my asset classes and how I was like, oh, I do have these assets um, that I could pull from and everything. Yeah. It was something that you're never taught, first off, even, and I'm a homeowner, never taught about, I've just been taught how to buy a house, yeah. not how to invest. It's a very different thing. Um, and I think you're right. I wouldn't invest in California either. You guys got to get out of California. <laughs> not, not for most people. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, and is that something people, you know, and I know you work with women all over the world and everyone, it's not just people in California that when they're looking to invest in a property, they want to touch and feel it, right? They want to walk through the doors and everything. Is that hard to get past? How do they, do they hire a property manager or is it just great communication well depending on how you want to invest and you want to play i mean you can definitely go visit your property <laughs> might, yeah. if you're going to invest in a different market then you very likely will probably want to go visit that market 
and walk through the property and see it. But then you have a, you put in a third party property manager who will manage it when you're not there and they will receive the middle of the night calls. If those yes. come in and, uh, and then make sure that they can collect the rents and do all of that. Um, so that's how, yeah. Have now in your experience, have you seen, cause I know you mentioned it kind of towards the beginning, how you were kind of joining forces with other investors to kind of put money into a bigger pot. Mm -hmm. Have you seen women in your group do that come together and create what's, What's that called? Like a syndicate? What do they call syndication, that? Syndication, yeah. Syndication. They come together. Do they each bring in the same amount? Or can I bring in like 5000 and you can bring in 10000 How does that structure? So with a syndication, so we, do, we do put together syndications and we have investors that come in. So as I'm a, an active investor, and then the people who will just bring in the money, they're called passive investors or uh, limited partners. And they, there's usually an, a minimum amount for investing in a syndication. So a pretty typical minimum is 50000 So it's not, um, not necessarily the lowest price point. So I am working on creating a fund with a $1,000 minimum. It's going through SEC approvals right now. But I do want to try to democratize real estate investing more because I know most women, most people um, don't have 50000 lying around. Um, uh, although they, they may in their retirement accounts and if they, <laughs> they know that they can tap into that, but, uh, so people, and then with, you know, beyond the minimum, people can do different amounts. So let's say it's 50,000 minimum. Somebody may put in 75,000 another may decide they want to put in a hundred thousand or two fifty, And so that it can be, and you'll just have a, you know, relative percentage ownership depending on how much you put in. Got you. And then it just yeah. pays out according to your percentage you've invested in. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. you. And have you seen that in your experience being pretty successful? Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting because, and I, I remember when I first found out about this, I was like, why did I not know about these before? <laughs> I think actually until 2016, they were really limited to high net worth individuals. And then in 2016, under Obama, they passed this Jobs Act, and then there were some, um, it created some exceptions, so now then they opened opened up this type of investment to non-accredited investors, and the accredited investor is somebody who has, they have um, their net, either through net worth or income, so if your, your net worth is a million dollars or more, not uh -huh. including your primary residence, or your net worth, or your income is 200,000 per year as an individual or 300,000 per year as a married couple. Um, if you, if you pass either of those thresholds and you're accredited investor and, but only about 8% of the population is. So until 2016, most of these syndications were limited to accredited investors. So after mm. 2016, sophisticated non-accredited investors had the ability to get into these opportunities. And what's, nice about them even though they're very passive opportunities you know you bet the deal and you put your money in and then you just wait for it to come back with friends it's fairly typical average is the returns are in the high 15s even low 20s percent you know annualized returns which uh -huh. compared to just about anything it's very good um yeah. it's like when you it's 
I mean, you're a 15% you're making percent yeah. <laughs> return is really good no, than that. Or, um, you know, or just having a, even a stock market and yeah. the craziness of that, um, you know, historical average is 7% and you're not getting the cash flow. You're not getting the tax benefits like you do with the real estate. So they're really, I mean, they're awesome opportunities. I passively invest and I actively invest and I just, I, love it and I'm really passionate about sharing that with people and letting them know because you do have to to know the people who are doing the syndication um, and have that relationship and and until and I was very I really want to bring more women into syndication when I first started 90% of our investors were men everybody I you know that was and so I very deliberately sought to um, diversify that and now 90% of our investors are women, which makes me really happy. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's, so those are, those are syndications, which, uh, yeah, I, I love and I'm so. Yeah, I've, I've like, huh? I've been telling like uh, all my girlfriends, I was like 2025, uh, this was before COVID. I said, everybody start collecting funds. I'm going to create a bra syndicate. And we're all gonna, uh, I was like, I, it was right after your, it was right after your workshop, that three lovely three day event. And I became a member immediately enrolled in your online course. And I was like, a syndicate, I'm going to get every bra member <laughs> to put in a little a commercial property in like Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> we're just going to have passive income just come in towards us. You can. I plan to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so tell me about the event. Tell me, I know we can't do it obviously in person again, which was lovely. You hosted a great event. Um, it made me actually hire Anna. So how well your event was put together. I was like, I need to work with Anna on my next event. And then COVID. Anna. Anna, we love you. Yeah. She's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. But so tell me about the virtual one. How are we doing it virtually? Is it going yeah. I'm sure it's going to have this, hopefully some of those great speakers you had. It will. So it's happening September 18th through 20th. And yeah, I couldn't get us together live this year. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this virtual and I'm going to, and I'm going to find a way to keep it, uh, have that same feeling of fun, fabulous, life-changingness <laughs> that the other one had. Um, which is, it's a combination of real estate investing meets personal development and divine feminine. Um, pretty, pretty unique. So yeah. um, it's, it's going to be on Zoom. And, um, and I, yeah, I'm working on like taking that new, this new medium and, and finding ways to have that same feeling of connection and sisterhood mm -hmm. and, um, that we we had in the room and creating yeah. it virtually so yeah. that that's it's a fun it's a fun challenge figuring out okay like let me take advantage of what you can do here mm -hmm. and, and incorporate that so there'll be more breakout rooms like a little more like time with panels and q a's and um incredible like the most amazing women investors who are doing it successfully now and also with a focus on how do you take advantage of these opportunities that are coming? Like right now we are in a, in a period of economic um, uncertainty and pessimism. And it's at times of most pessimism, 
when most people are going to run in the opposite direction because they're afraid mm-hmm. when there's going to be the most opportunity. Yeah. This is, we're about to enter a period like we've never seen in our lives for opportunity. Yeah. It's going to be crazy fire sale soon. I think when things open up, probably I'm going to say like my guess is about three to six months after we're allowed really loud out it's gonna mm-hmm. begin maybe if we're staying if we're home a lot longer and you know more people lose it might start be earlier but it's gonna be a way to help people and then also do really really well but you have to be prepared for that not everything's going to be a great deal um, some things are n- not going to be successful in this market but other things will and so we'll be talking about how do you like what's what's going on now that and how do you set yourself up for success with all that opportunity that's that's coming so that's we're going to be focusing on that because i really i i want i know i didn't fully take advantage of that in 2008 2009 i mean we did start flipping when it was on when houses were on sale so we took advantage a little bit but i if i knew then what i know now would have done some very different choices and but I do know now what I know now, and it's what would you have, uh, another opportunity. But I want to make sure that the like women here know yeah. know what to do too. What they would you have told? What would you have told Monique in 20, 2008? Oh my gosh! So I probably <laughs> would not have been flipping. I would have bought and held on to things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like those houses that I mean, we we made a profit selling them, but we would have done so much better if we'd been able to hold on at mm-hmm. that, you know, at that time, I probably would not have bought in LA. I would have bought in different markets. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know that then. Um, I would have been partnering with other people. I would have syndicated. I would have bought like apartment building, larger properties. I would have done some different things, but well, uh, well that's good. You know, I, I learned from all of it. All of it was necessary and valuable and um and I don't I don't regret a thing yeah well and you learn from it right and if you didn't have that you wouldn't have had that elliptical moment and that's (laughs) brought you to the goddesses um well real quick where should we be investing should we be, be in Florida what's a great state right now you think um well, okay, I'm not going to say the whole state. You want to look at the different cities and different markets. I see. Um, so you want to be in market. So, and it also depends on what you are investing in. But let's say yeah. you're going to do what most people are doing, which let's say you're, you're looking at single family to four, four family, or let's just say one to four units as mm-hmm. rental properties, which is probably what most people start with. Um, then you're going to want to look at markets that have strong, resilient um, economies with lots, not just lots of different companies, but lots of different industries. Because we all, you've all heard of that one company town and the company shuts down and then what happens to the town? Done. Goes town, right? Yeah. So the same thing is happening with, you know, in town cities that have one major industry. So mm-hmm. Orlando, major industry, hospitality, yeah. not doing so well right now. Las Vegas. Las Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Hospitality, 
not doing well right now, right? <laughs> and it's going to take a while before large crowds of people are going to want to gather together again. Right. Or before they want to or, and or are allowed to. Mm -hmm. So um, those are, I mean, after, towards a, a certain period, you're going to find some very good feels mm -hmm. um, in those. And, you know, when it looks like it's about to peak, you may, you may want to look back there, but I prefer to just find things that are cash flowing and are going to be doing well right now versus yeah. like speculating on what may happen and trying to time the market. So I like Atlanta is a pretty, is a strong market. It's a good price point, um, but also very diverse local economy. It's one of the ones doing best um, at this point. Um, I think uh, Dallas is probably still pretty strong. Um, I've been looking into um, Boise because in the last two years, Tesla's opened a factory there um, and Google now has offices there. And a lot of tech from California, from the Silicon Valley is going to Boise. Now, I wish I'd have known this like four or five years ago because now Boise prices are quickly increasing because of all these people moving in. So yeah, it's like yeah. there is this sweet spot before big industry comes and the boom happens, right? Yeah. So there's, you know, I, and I haven't studied Boise, so I can't tell you. There, there may still be runway there um, and prices may go down um, right. depend, because, depending on what's, what's happening, right? Because Tesla, you said Tesla just opened a factory. Yeah. Tesla, um, its stock price is going gangbusters crazy but the actual financials of the company do not justify that price it's the, yeah. it loses money the company has been losing money hand over fist for years for many so, years i don't know if he's ever made a profit <laughs> i don't think so and i, I mean i think he's it's like in the billions of losses mm -hmm. like billions of losses so um there's like this this stock and i love i love Teslas. I was actually just test driving one this past week, but I love my uh, Tesla. It's a great huh? car. <laughs> yeah, it's a great car. Beautiful car. Is the company going to last long term? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the financials don't suggest so, but the, the stock price, the stock market is. This is why I like real estate as opposed to like uh, Main Street versus Wall Street because Wall oh. Street, there is no relationship with reality. Yeah. Is complete well, disconnect. Yeah, and Norris, are you going to find divine feminine at all? <laughs> no, no, and the you know, and the system is not meant for us to do well. It's yeah. just there's, there's certain people in the system that will do very well. Brokers, you win, you lose, whatever, they're fine. They're gonna make their money. Not meant to really like create true wealth. Um, but anyway. I, that's my that's my opinion <laughs> about the, the, the stock market. Uh, anyway, it's a lot of craziness, and I don't I don't like I don't like things that don't make sense to me. So yeah. I don't like investing in that. Even though it's like it's a beautiful car, I like the car, but then when you look at the fundamentals of the company, like it makes no sense. It does. And the fundamentals of the stock market, it's worth uh, like on paper. 80% more than the actual value of the companies. It's just like, there's no relationship with yeah. what these companies actually do. And, and other companies that are 
they're doing well and making money and they're responsible, they're worth a lot less on paper than other companies that just are like sexy, um, have, that are losing money. So I don't, anyway. That's uh, why I agree. Real estate's not, it's still sexy, but uh, it's not as volatile. Yeah. So going back to Boise, when you're looking at, there's a Tesla company and I was like, okay, well, if Tesla survives, then that would be a good, good thing to be near. Uh, Google's probably a safe bet. Um, and there's, there is, you know, good things in, in Boise, but you kind of want to see, you want to just make sure there's a lot of diversity. If, it's, right. if the main industries are all tech based industries and if tech has a, you know, it's fortunes go down yep. and so does the town. So it's just, you know, you want as much diversity of an industry and company okay. as possible. That's a great, great advice. Great advice um, for everyone out there. Look at a city or a town with diverse in- industry. I love yeah. that. I love that. And I'm sure that's something you cover in the course. In I the do. Yeah. 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 And, and then over the weekend, we talk about, like, what do you look for in a market? Yeah. And you also, like, pre-COVID, would plan a field trip. Like, I remember we were all supposed to go to uh, Atlanta. Atlanta. That's right. I know. Thanks, COVID. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> I know. I'm so sad. We had a bus trip. I was like, we can't all gather. I know. <laughs> I know. I love I'm it. Flying. We'll, we'll do it again. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you had to give any, some advice to anyone who's looking to start, what, before we wrap up here, what's advice other than obviously go to your workshop because you learn so much there. <laughs> yes. Educate yourself for sure. Yeah. Um, this is the time for educating yourself. This is the time for gathering resources. So finding out, like getting money together, finding out where to access money. This is, these are things we will talk about too at the workshop, but this is, I don't think this is necessarily the time yet to buy. Um, but oh, it's coming. It mm. is coming and it's going to be huge. So this is the time to kind of get the dry powder. Um, yeah. and get ready, get educated, get your, get your ducks in a row, mm-hmm. get your team ready, get your, the funds ready. Well, so also get, yeah, go to the workshops, attend the classes, get yeah, in the classes, join the communities. This is the time to do it. This is the time to prepare. Like this is the perfect time to get ready because wow, once the floodgates open, it's going to be like, you're going to be able to, to really really take advantage if you but you do need to know what you're doing because um real estate is the most expensive thing you're going to invest in probably in your lifetime and mistakes are costly so you want to just try to avoid costly mistakes which you can do by educating yourself knowing what you're doing having a strong team to support you um and and like with the experience to, to guide you in the right direction Right. With that, woo, it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, don't learn as you go, everybody. Get everything ready. Yeah, so you, you can. can. It's just gonna be much more painful that way. <laughs> I, love that. <laughs> I love that. Also, yeah. we'll put links um, to your work. The three—is it two-day event or three days? Three this days. Time. Three-day online virtual um, real estate goddess investors uh, event that Monique. I just loved it when I attended it. It was amazing. Um, we'll actually put that in the Facebook group too. Uh, really quick before we end, we have to get carried away about some things. So, yes. wh- so while in quarantine, while in quarantine what, what, what have you been doing to say, are you, I know you're already super busy. 
you know, trying to empower a million women. Are you cooking more, reading more? What's been like your quarantine hack to kind of keep the, the monotony of the same day? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I both. Um, I'm cooking more and my my daughter just turned 12. She's got into meal planning and cooking. So I'm, I'm happy that she's eating and wanting to eat more healthy foods and we're cooking together a lot more. I also started making bread. Yeah, it's been really great. Um, sometimes her, a lot of these recipes are very time consuming. <laughs> I, but I'm like, a, she's eating, it's healthy. Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, we're taking quality time together. I know it's like lots of chopping. She's like, you're, our, you're the sous chef. Chop this, chop this. <laughs> but, we used every knife in the kitchen. We used every bowl to make this. Yeah, meal. pretty much. But um, it's been that's been really fun. And then I've been doing a lot of reading. I don't really watch TV or anything, but I was telling you before we hit, uh, we started rolling that I've been just reading lots of trashy novels. Love it. Really great. And um, yeah, really trashy. Novels. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I'm loving trashy novels. I definitely am ready for one in my queue. Um, yeah, because yeah. I'm just finishing um rich dad poor dad mm -hmm. which has been around forever and i finally i mean i bought that book forever ago and i finally picked it up i think because we're here really good <laughs> yeah i'm actually gonna have the well the the ghostwriter of that is sharon Lecter. um she's gonna be on my podcast i'm gonna interview her next week so i'm super oh excited. that's amazing yeah. yeah i love that um now since we're in this Last year, well, I guess no, it would have been this year. You had told me how you were making the plan to travel the world with your family. You had last time I saw you before all, you know, before you left was you were headed to Sydney, um, and then all of this happened. If you could travel anywhere right now, where would you go? Would you bring the family? What what destination do you get carried away about? <laughs> yeah, if if I if everything was open and I could go anywhere. It wasn't long, but at the top of my list to go to is Machu Picchu. Ooh. Yeah. That's kind of like my, that's the top of the bucket list. That's where I would Aww, go. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's great. Have you ever been or no? I haven't been. No. Me either. Well, I need to. Cold there. <laughs> so Machu Picchu. That's at the top of the list. Um, for, and then otherwise, uh, Bali. Ooh. Oh. Let's do I also haven't been to yet, but that yeah. was going to go there. Mm -hmm. I keep hearing wonderful things about Bali, all these retreats and all of yeah. these things, and I'm in for that. We should have a goddess retreat to Bali. Yes. I'm yes. in. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, any last little advice or anything you can give to anyone other than to obviously come to your workshop because it's incredible? <laughs> <laughs> Um, what advice can I give uh, about real estate in general or just just... maybe how to get out of their own way? Like stop, put, put the barriers aside. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, other than just hearing other stories and being inspired by other women that remind you of yourself and that who are doing it and, um, seeing that it's possible for you, I think the, the biggest advice that I, you know, the biggest thing I've been, I've taught and is, or I've learned over the years is to listen to that intuitive. Yes. Inside, mm -hmm. listen to that voice. Um, sometimes it's a no, but listen to that voice. That's still small voice, your intuition, that guidance, um, 
it always knows how the best way to get you from where you are to where you want to be your life gps Mm -hmm. um i yeah we focus a lot on tapping into that intuition that woman's intuition uh i mean men have it too but as women are like the sides of our brains both sides have more connections in a way that men aren't and that help that does make us more intuitive and that explains a lot (laughs) yeah like our our women's intuition is a thing (laughs) yeah um and and it's this powerful tool that we're often not taught to listen to yeah you know we're taught to prioritize logic which is not no it just it has like the logic it goes off of five percent of what we're you know receiving on an intuitive level Um, yeah so yeah I love that I love that that's great Trust your intuition. I've actually been listening to more to my intuition now, I think since quarantine than ever before. Mm, That's Um, beautiful. Yeah. I was just like, oh, (laughs) there you are. (laughs) Um, It's really actually helped keep me level-headed during all of this. Yeah. I think what helps is that we've slowed down. I mean, even though there's like a lot of kind of digital noise, but we've slowed down so much it's allowed us to hear that voice because yeah. it, it's a, it's a small you know it's like it's still it's small we have to get still to hear it mm-hmm. and we but I know with myself and I do try to take time every morning to meditate and tap into it but there's still so much busy and running around and airplanes and right. movement and there yeah. was so much of that and now when you really can't leave <laughs> you're right. in your home and you have more like downtime and quiet time it's easier to hear that voice so true yeah. so true intuition and real estate investing I love it intuition and everything it's everything yeah. for everything <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's so true and it's not something I mean in a traditional sense is ever taught or really talked about you know especially if you grew up in a traditional church you know, home and everything you listen to, whoever, yeah. divine one, universe, God, whoever. Um, so it's, it's, you're right. I think listening to your intuition as women taps into yeah. a little witchiness. <laughs> it does. But I mean, I think it, for me, it feels like it's the voice of the divine. Mm-hmm. But growing up, you know, I grew up Catholic and I was just taught like, okay, the priest has the knowledge or it's in the bible but it was a it's like outside of me right and you were just receiving it oh okay. as a, yeah i'm just supposed to like receive whatever they tell me as mm-hmm. opposed to having my own direct connection with that right and that higher power yeah mm-hmm. yeah so true i love that i love that well thank you so much monique this has been great thanks for having me it's so fun Well, that was fun. I love featuring female entrepreneurs. It's one of my favorite topics. I am your host, Carrie Murray, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Getting Carried Away. To learn more about these entrepreneurs featured or about the Bra Network, head over to bra-network.com.